Masses in the Washington Archdiocese are being restricted to three Catholic churches. I'm Sandy Kozell. Nearly two dozen biker group members charged in a fatal Maryland shooting. Extreme heat hitting our region this weekend. How to stay cool and safe. I'm Melissa Howell. And in the Mega Millions, the jackpot continues to grow. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. In most of the lower 48 states, it is a weekend to either savor the heat near a pool or beach, or more likely just try to flee for cooler indoors. Correspondent Elise Preston. It's a little bit hot, honestly. From Massachusetts to Arizona. Would you like any cold water? Yes, Millions of Americans are battling intense heat this week, with many under excessive heat warnings and heat advisories. A Pennsylvania pool is running on shorter hours this weekend, in part to protect the staff from the heat. And we just didn't feel it was safe to have them working long hours under such hot conditions. That midsummer heat and worldwide conditions apparently leading to more of the same also mean even more problems with wildfires. Once again, they're burning in several southwestern and western states, among them Texas and also California and Mariposa County. The Oak Fire on the outskirts of Yosemite National Park exploded overnight, forcing evacuations and threatening thousands of homes and businesses. California's relentless drought is fueling the flames, which have now destroyed at least 10 structures, scorched over 6,500 acres, and sent more than 6,000 people fleeing to safety since the fire erupted Friday afternoon. Correspondent Tom Wade in Los Angeles on the overnight health watch. The World Health Organization declared monkeypox a global emergency. The CDC says more than 16,000 cases have been reported in 74 countries, including 2,800 here in the U.S. US. So far, the U.S. government has distributed more than 200,000 monkeypox vaccine doses. Officials plan to quadruple that this summer to help meet desperate demand. Correspondent Adriana Diaz. As for COVID, the Johns Hopkins count of total infections in the U.S. now 90,390,000. One of them at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, where President Biden remains in isolation as he recovers. The president's doctor said in a statement after two days of being treated with the antiviral drug Paxlovid, the president's symptoms continue to improve. Now, he still has a sore throat, a cough, a raspy voice, and body aches, which anyone who's had COVID knows is pretty standard. He's also been taken off his cholesterol medication and a blood thinner because they could potentially interact with the antiviral. But he's taking aspirin as an alternative to his normal blood thinner. Correspondent Christina Ruffini. Still a lot of mystery about a mass shooting Friday at an Iowa State Park in which three members of a family were killed. One nine-year-old boy did survive. The suspected Gunman was found dead, apparently of self-inflicted gunshot wound. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It's 2.03 Sunday, July 24th, 2022. The high today, 99. Morning, I'm Stephanie Gaines Bryant. The top local stories we're following this hour. Campaign 2022 on WTOP. Maryland's new Democratic nominee for governor, Wes Moore, is promising to take his opponent, state delegate, and Republican Dan Cox seriously. The choice is very clear, very clear in November. 
It's a choice between unity and division. The best-selling author and former CEO of an anti-poverty nonprofit said in his first speech since cinching the nomination that despite Cox's allegiance to former president Donald Trump, the election isn't about the former president. Abortion access is on the ballot. Public school funding is on the ballot. A $15 minimum wage is on the ballot. The future of our environment is on the ballot. Moore beat a number of high-profile Democrats, including former U.S. Labor Secretary Tom Perez and Peter Francho, the state's comptroller. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. We have a couple of more updates on political races in Maryland as those mail-in ballots continue to be counted. Nicolee Ambrose has been projected the win of the GOP nomination in Maryland's 2nd Congressional District. Euripsy Morgan is the projected winner for the Republican nomination in the 3rd Congressional District. In Baltimore, State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby has lost her bid for re-election to Defense Attorney Ivan Bates. Mosby is facing federal charges of perjury and making false statements on loan applications to purchase properties in Florida. It's so close that it's still not clear yet who won the race for the Democratic nomination for county executive in Montgomery County. And it could take a while before a winner is projected. Mail-in ballots are currently being counted. Then the Montgomery County Board of Elections says the counting of provisional ballots will start on Wednesday. The last of the mail-in ballots won't start being counted until Friday. Heading into this weekend, incumbent Democrat Mark Elrich held a lead of just 0.3% over challenger David Blair. That amounted to 296 votes. In a message late this week, Elrich said there were lots of votes left to tally up. This year, over 115,000 mail-in ballots were requested. And as of Election Day, only 29,388 had been received. Reardon Sullivan has already been projected as the winner on the Republican side. John Aaron, WTOP News. Pope Francis limited the use of the Latin Rite at Catholic Masses last year. The Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington is making changes to comply with that ruling. Cardinal Wilton Gregory says the Pope's intention was to bring about greater unity in the church through the celebration of Mass and the sacraments in the language of the people attending. So effective September 21st, only three churches, all non-parish churches, will be the only places in the diocese where the old Latin Mass can be celebrated. Those are the Franciscan Monastery of the Holy Land in Northeast D.C. and two sites in Maryland, the Chapel of St. John the Evangelist Parish in Forest Glen and the Mission Church of St. Dominic. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Three cyclists have been killed so far this month in the district. An artist and fellow cyclist decided to memorialize the victims with ghost bikes. Monica Marin has been working on a memorial bike from Michael Randall when she heard about another cyclist's death. She spoke with our news partners at NBC4 and calls the deaths heartbreaking. I started painting these bikes. It was on July 10th when there was only one. And then Michael Gordon was hit and killed, and now I was doing two. And then as of two days ago, now I'm doing three. And uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. Ghost bikes will be installed this weekend at intersections where those cyclists were struck and killed by drivers. Coming up, almost two dozen bikers charged in a fatal shooting in Charles County. It's 2.07. For Native American children living in poverty, there are very few opportunities. But at St. Joseph's Indian School, they have a chance to dream. I can dream of sharing my culture with the world. I can become a nurse and help other people feel better too. I can dream of riding into a brighter future. Since 1927, St. Joe's has